Hello and thank you for listening to episode 507 of 60MW. I'm Dave and this is another of our interview shows. And in this one, I'm delighted to chat with actor Richard Brake all about The Gates, which is released digitally on July the 3rd, the day I'm releasing this show, by 101 Films. So please sit back, relax, get comfortable and enjoy the little chat I had with Richard. How you doing, man? Hi, Richard. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good, yeah. Especially, you know, having a bit of time to chat to you. Of course, yeah, I'm feeling really good. <laughs> I, should say, as, I should say as well, hello from Wales, which I know is a special place for you. Well, I'm Welsh. I was born in Astrid Manic. I was just back in Wales last week. Really? Yeah? Yeah, it's nice. I, we try and go back. Uh, I mean, I go back whenever I can, really, which is unfortunately not as often as I wish, but... Um, Every year, I tend my sister comes over with her family, mm. and we go down and, and rent a little place in, uh, in South Wales and spend some time. And it was, it was I always love going back to see all the cousins and aunts that are uh, uncles that are oh, still around. Uh, nice. I've got to ask: with it being Wales, was the weather kind to you when you were here? It was great. Yeah, yeah it was great. It was beautiful last week. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> oh, really that's good. As you know. And there has been times we've gone there, and it's not been so good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, well, we're in North Wales. We're about nine miles south of Wrexham, which, um, which of course, thanks to Ryan Reynolds and Rob McLenny, has, has had a bit of a resurgence worldwide. I think it's the most famous place in Wales now. I mean, I was in because you know I do like horror cons and stuff yeah. over in the place, and everybody said, "Oh, you're Welsh." I know Wrexham. I mean, nobody. I <laughs> assure you that nobody has ever said Wrexham to me in the United States in 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 fifty eight years until last summer, and now it's all. Like, that's uh, there are other places in Wales. <laughs> well, uh, the gates. I mean, the gate. I've got to tell you from the off, and without a word of a lie, Richard, I really love films that are set in prisons. I really yeah. love films that are set in the Victorian era. So when I read about the gates and we were offered it and it was like, oh my God, this this is like a horror film that's set in a prison in the Victorian era. This is ticking a lot of boxes for me. Yeah, literally written for you. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. What is it about, you know, you're offered you know, scripts from everywhere. What was it particularly about the gates that interested you? It was Victorian and it was set in <laughs> Seriously. Really, yeah? yeah? Yeah, I too like those things, particularly Victorian, but, and, and Victorian horror films, the whole idea of that, I, I love. Um, I'd never done one before. Um, so that right away got me excited. And I read the script and I thought it was, you know, very original. I love the fact that I'm in it. You see me visually for mm. the first part. Yeah. And then, you know, and then after that, it's more a presence of me and then some other, you know, some visuals at times. But that, try not to give any spoilers here, but that, <laughs> um, you know, that that's, that I had to sustain that level of terror for the ne- you know for, for the rest of the film, even though yeah. you may not need to, you know, was a challenge. I need to be so terrifying in those first twenty odd minutes or so mm-hmm. that um, you know you were ter- still terrified, even yeah. though I was presence was there. Yeah, and I love that challenge. I thought it was an original idea, and as an actor, it was you know exciting to have a go at trying to to achieve that. Um, and I totally dug the director and um and the work he'd done before that i'd seen um so i was like yeah i, I definitely want to do it and i also love independent film generally and i yeah, love yeah. the vibe of independent film especially you know low budget british horror films 
or in this case, Irish horror films, you know, uh, you know, I, I really do want to support. I really think there's, and the, and the people involved in that are, you know, just incredibly enthusiastic and love making films mm-hmm. and love horror. And, you know, it's, it's a, you know, kind of advantage that I'm based out of London and it, you know, it means that I can, you know, support it as much as I possibly can, yeah. you know, and because there's so much, I don't know, this is a real vibe of let's get together, young group of people getting together, working hard to make this film, you know, with not usually very much money. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I just did that. It was, you know, it was a real opportunity to do that. So yeah, that's all the reasons that I, I jumped on board. But first reason was Victorian, prison (laughs) that's great (laughs) and you are terrifying in it you really are and of course you know you got some makeup on and that and with the makeup uh i'm presuming you as an actor that helps once that's all applied and helps you get into the character and and all of this do you have any sort of say with the look of this character with william colcott this character that you play or was that already predefined or how did that work when it came to make definitely had some ideas um but you know i i still came looking like i looked i think my hair was a little longer you know i was like so we would talk it through and um yeah in terms of you know what was going on with my face and facial hair and then again even with the makeup we we talked everything through i mean again i also love working with directors that are collaborative you know you know why i love working with rob zombie is he creates these great characters he writes these really cool scripts and then he wants you to bring up bring your you know something to it just to be a puppet you know he he doesn't he doesn't dig that he's kind of like a musician you know he wants his musicians to bring him something to the songs he writes and it's the same vibe as an actor in his films um and so steven was the same you know that's why i really enjoyed working with steven very much was you know, wanted me to bring something to it in terms of the look or in terms of the character itself, himself. Um, so, yeah, so I had, you know, I had to say definitely. And if Stephen, if it wasn't in a direction or it didn't fit with how Stephen saw the whole film, you know, he would say that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not sure about that or this, but or maybe try that. Um, so, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a good experience doing that. I'm presuming that the locations must help as well as an actor, you know, whatever film you're in. Am I right in saying this was Cork Prison that you filmed in? Yeah, and yeah. it was, it definitely helped with this one. Because, I mean, normally these, you know, you'd film this on a set very often. Um, some closed studio set would be made up like his prison, but we actually had, were in a prison. Yeah. And it was cold and it was damp. <laughs> oh, <I bet> it <laughs> looked it. February. And it was oh February. Oh my God, yeah. February. You know, it was definitely cold and it was raining a lot. Um, <laughs> But that helped, for sure. Oh, well, I spent three years teaching in prisons, and I know the atmosphere. It's kind of hard to explain if you've not been into a prison. And I know the atmosphere was really different, and I visited quite a few. Even in, like, the old Cork prison, was there still sort of any different atmosphere when you went in there to film, or or was it just like an old building? No, it feel, you could feel there's some. You could you could feel that there's an energy in there that's you know tense. Yeah, and it, it didn't feel like you. I mean, I think you feel that if you walk into a church, with, but you definitely didn't feel like you were just walking into some old building. I mm. mean, it was a real sense that it was some things had gone down there, some good maybe, and some many things probably not so good. Um, mm. it, it was it was there. Yeah, I hadn't actually thought about that till you just said it, but. 
definitely you can feel it. Oh yeah, it's it is kind of weird. And, you know, then this was a modern prison I used to work in. When I was watching this film, I thought, oh my god, that must be so scary just being in there as a place. Oh, and then you throw in an electric chair, which is authentic. <laughs> oh, that was really unpleasant. Yeah, what was it like with that electric chair scene? Because many years ago in a Halloween party, we had a coffin there, and I got into the coffin and we closed the lid, and that was a bit, whoa, this is a bit weird. What was it like, like just sitting in an electric chair like that? It's the same feeling, really. It's just like... Obviously, because too as well, I had obviously worked on um, preparing for that scene and how it would feel to be electrocuted. Uh, you know, Colcott has some weird shit going down, so he's pretty <laughs> calm. Yeah, got a plan in mind for the future, for what future there may be. Um, but nonetheless, it was still you know, uh, you know, I was definitely trying to experience what that would feel like, and did a lot of research too. Looking yeah. At looking at videos even which were you know as barely as as far as i could wow this with you um just to get a sense of how unpleasant that is you know and um barbaric to be honest with you mm -hmm. um so when i actually sat in it, it it's definitely sent some willies through me i mean it's a you know it's yeah. not a nice thing because they had done a great job of creating that chair i mean mm -hmm. it was it, it was solid it, it didn't feel like <laughs> Yeah, yeah you, didn't, you, were on, you felt like you were sitting on a real electric chair. Whoa. You put that hood over me and those things on, and, you know, I didn't have to do a lot of acting. <laughs> what was one of the main pointers then that, you know, for your performance to do with the electric chair, you said you did, you know, you're researching now. Was there anything specific that came to mind that you thought, oh, okay, that, that's I mean, pretty good? Partly just the way you spasm, the way, you know, what goes through you and how and how it, and how and how and the way that it kills you. I mean, I can't remember the details now, but I literally had it down as to what you experience as you go through the shocks. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, all of that I was trying to, you know, kind of go through to, to make that as real. Yeah. I mean, I die a lot and I've done the diet in a lot of films. Yeah. I think one of my main mantras is to just make it look real. Because mm -hmm. I think it often doesn't look real, you know, to really, really bring something where people are like, oh my God, that looked like that happened. Yeah. Uh, and so it was, you know, trying to go, trying to really put myself through what that experience is like, both physically and mentally, and mentally a little different, but physically I did a lot of research in terms of how that experience is, and it's not pleasant. And, um, and then the mental, you know, I, weirdly, as a child, I used to have a kind of recurring dream about having one day left before I was going to hit the electric chair. And uh, <laughs> so it's a particular kind of phobia of mine. Wow. So that scene yeah. must have really hit hard when it yeah. came to filming yeah. it, yeah. I didn't have to all do all that. <laughs> <laughs> and you've played a lot, you know, you've played a lot of bad guys in movies. Um, is that something that you prefer to play when it comes to, you know, if, if we're just going to separate it from good guys and bad guys, would you prefer to play the bad guys? And if so, or if not, why? Uh, no, I mean, I, I love, I mean, one of the things I do love is that there's, even though I played a lot of bad guys, like you said, um, you know, there's still a great degree of diversity, which I like. There's, you know, I have played some decent guys, probably mm -hmm. never was a great guy. Uh, maybe I could think of something if I thought hard enough, but the majority, you know, some in between guys. What I love is that there's been kind of, I love going from one different thing to the other. Yeah. And, 
and trying to have as much kind of variation as possible just for my own enjoyment really yeah um but i do love playing bad you know the bad guys as i said because yeah. i think one is so different in a way mm-hmm. you know some are pure psychopaths and i played you know absolute uh, non-emphatic empathetic um completely psychopathic human beings i did one in a series a few years back um swedish series that i think aired on in, in the states um you know it was a he was a pure psychopath and i spent a great deal of time researching psychopaths and yeah. it was you know it was fascinating it was, i mean and and to, and to and that's one kind and then there's others like william colcock who's also a serial killer mm-hmm. but and one would deem him psychopathic but really he was driven more by an absolute love for his wife yeah, you know he yeah. wanted to bring her back it was a psychologically unhealthy love definitely because mm-hmm. to bring her back he couldn't let her go but you know that was what really fascinated me in many ways about colcott and running another reason why i did the film was to play yeah psychopath but a man psychopathic because of love yeah because he loved too much he couldn't let go of love you know um so yeah and they're all different you know and i play other you know all these bad guys can be all have different reasons that they're so-called bad they're you know ultimately they're not bad to themselves they're mm-hmm. just they're just driven in a direction or misunderstood in a way that's um or they or they miss look at the world in a way that just doesn't seem to make them um compatible to the rest of society yeah you know, you know but it's really you know, so what fascinates me is finding that thinking in you know in each character and then making them because they're all in their own stories they're all good guys really. oh yeah that is and that is a really good nuance to william colcott that he is a bad guy he is a psychopath but like you said what he does is all based on love which you yeah know, i enjoyed about that too that was another thing that i enjoyed i'm just looking at the time and it's like wow i could talk to you all evening um, oh, I, know. I know we'll definitely have to get you back on the show at some point richard because you know Come, right. Even if you come to Wales, you know, we can record in Wales, whatever. But I've got a final question for you, and it's from another member of the team here, and it's from Chris. And he would love to know, and he's going to rewatch this film again because he knew that I was going to chat to you. He wanted to know what are your memories of working on, on Death Machine, which I believe was your first feature film? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was my first feature film. Um it was an incredible experience to have for your first feature film. Most of all, because hey, it was a you know, and back in those days in in England, mid nineties, hardly any films get made. Yeah, I mean, yeah, dead here, and so it was incredible to be doing a film period, um, but also to be working with Brad Dorif. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sitting there; it's my first experience in film, other than you know, student films or whatever. Yeah. I'm across from. You know, an Academy Award nominee, you know, <laughs> and he was so a very generous with his you know experience towards me, and and you know spending time and just chatting with him and learning a lot. But also, I learned, saw how focused he was, and yeah. I learned a lot watching how he, just how very much his focus and how concentrated he was as an actor. It taught me a lot, and it was an amazing experience to have. That was my first, literally my first experience on film was with this guy, wow. who was a great actor, and and uh, and I could, you know, tell you a million. And also, I got to meet Rachel Weisz. Yes, yeah. 
at the time, you know, I remember the makeup artist saying, not woman there is going to be, because we were in the same makeup room at the time, mm-hmm. saying, um, she, you know, whispering to me, she's one day, I, I, I'm sure that girl's going to be a star. And I was like, yeah, I mean, absolutely such a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful woman, but also really, really lovely. Yeah. Really, really, really humble, really cool. And, uh, so yeah, it was a, it was an incredible experience that film. Oh, My fantastic. Film. You couldn't have written, written it. <laughs> well, Richard, like I said, hopefully we get another chance to, oh, wow. to, to chat at some point yeah. in the future because there's, you know, there's so much we could chat about and it's been an absolute pleasure. So thank you for giving me some of your time today. It's been, no, it's been fun. wonderful. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks. And the alarm bell, as always, brings to an end another interview show. Again, hope you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed recording that. Yet another guest who it would be awesome to get back on the show. A little housekeeping to finish off. Hopefully you all know by now the place to keep up to date with everything is the website, really. 60mw.co.uk, numerical 60, not alphabetical. There's links to everything that we do on there, our social media, uh, news, reviews, everything. The world tour, actually, just as I sit here recording this today on July the 2nd, uh, we had another entry into our world tour from Egypt. So please go and check that one out. I did mention that our social media is on there as well. Uh, And this weekend that has just happened, the weekend of July the 1st and 2nd, there was a little bit of meltdown on Twitter, (laughs) which is our main social media. What I'm going to start doing is I would also recommend if you subscribe to us on YouTube, there's a community tab on there, which I haven't used yet. And I'm seriously thinking about maybe that could be another outlet, another outlet even if Twitter suddenly just sets on fire and burns and disappears. So if you would like to subscribe to us on YouTube and just keep an eye on that uh, community tab, just in case I start using that as the main go to for giveaways and keeping you up to date with everything that's happening here at 60MW Towers, that would be great. All right. Thank you. Apologies for it being a long time since the last show. We've gone almost a month since the last podcast. It's been rather busy here. Uh, But that is going to change over the next couple of months. We are going to start putting out a lot more shows again. So thank you for sticking with us, and we will be back very soon with another podcast.